Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. And welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We are your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. We're broadcasting live from lovely Austin, Texas. Julie, my love, welcome to today's radio show. Thank you. It is always my pleasure to be here and to share the show with you, and it's going to be a great one. I think it should be lots of fun and also good stuff to implement and meaningful, at least I hope so. So back to you. This is this is part three, guys, of the concept that all of our longtime listeners have heard us talking about for a million years, but also longtime coaching clients have heard it. Uh, but it seems that very pe- very few people actually internalize it. I'm going to give you guys an example. Well, first of all, let's start out by reminding you what it is. Long-term, ever-increasing success in life and in business and in health and in all those types of most important categories of your life comes down to this. And this is the most truthful statement about success, however you define it, but I'm assuming a success for you means improving you know, in all those categories comes down to this one thought, doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. Doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level, that thought flies in the face of a lot of the sort of trendy business stuff that's being taught. For example, you have to have passion to be successful, and you have to, you know, all these other type of feel-good type things that people say, those are the the exact opposite of what what I'm telling you now, Okay. So what I'm telling you is doing what you don't want to do, and we talked about this um, on a previous radio show last week, I think. When you don't want to do it, talked about that topic on a previous radio show last week. Um, At the highest level, when you put all those three thoughts together, then you're going to get magic because most people think that they have to know their big why before they'll actually be motivated. Most people only can work at all when they're feeling passionate about whatever it is that they're doing. Most people are actually being told that to be successful, you have to be passionate at your work, right? You guys have all heard this before. You have been to seminars. You've read books. You've heard speakers. You've heard gurus that are telling you to find your big why, that are telling you to, you know, basically find your passion. And you are sitting there and you're thinking, okay, well, I'm not necessarily passionate about real estate. I mean, guys, let's be honest, not very many people can be passionate about real estate because real estate is not really one of those things. It's a job. There's a lot of little menial tasks. It's often very the very definition of a thankless job. How often does somebody actually say, thank you for helping him buy or sell a house? This doesn't happen that frequently. So real estate in itself is a very difficult thing. I don't think I've ever met anybody that has had passion for selling real estate. Now, people will say that. You know, you'll hear especially people at seminars that they'll say or speaking events, oh, I have passion for selling real estate. But when you drill down on what they're trying to express, they have passion for what comes from selling real estate. So here's a thought for you. If you find yourself with your back against the wall because you don't feel motivated, because you don't feel like you have passion, because you think you're not successful because you've never found your big why, and all these other little trendy bullshit things that have been said to you know business people, not just agents, for the last 20 years, and you, you've heard people say this before, and you actually think it's true, and yet you know, you're not finding any meaning in it, it's because it's meaningless. Stop looking. The real secret to long-term, ever-increasing success truly is doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. We're going to drill down on that more in today's show. We're really going to, I think, 
uh, absolutely positively make it so that all of you have no doubt in your mind that that is the secret sauce that you've been searching for. So, Julie, before we get to our notes that we've prepared for these guys for today, I think you have a really great email to share, correct? I have just a couple, and this one comes from Patty Joe, and I have to look up where she's from, but this is Agent Patty Joe. She says, Julie, just a word of gratitude. I had found you guys at just the right time, and the lessons you teach are just what I need. I'm new on the scene. The decision to go into real estate was made at the beginning of March, which is also when I found you. Since that time, I've learned so much about the industry and the market from you guys. I know I'm right where I need to be. Thank you so much for giving so much of yourself to a complete stranger. Um, and she's jumping on the coaching calls, although she says, as many of you can relate to this, I can't go to the calls live. I work full-time on the second shift, but the rest of the program is more than enough for me to succeed. Looking forward to the next shows. So thank you, Patty Joe. A reverse shout-out right back to you. Thank you, and especially thank you to all of you who do catch us in replay. It's okay if you're not always listening live. That's why we make it available to you. I know some of you guys are working on other things, so that's certainly fine. And then another quick shout-out from Ken Williams, and Ken is in Lake Lure, North Carolina. Ken says, uh, this is Ken from Not-So-Hot Lake Lure. Guess you know I'm a coaching client. Uh, right after I signed up with you, I had a request for me to come and talk to a seller about listing their home. That's always good. So while I am very new to your program, I skipped ahead to the pre-listing section of the website and customized my pre-listing package he says, kind of, and put it in a FedEx envelope and dropped it by the seller's vacation home. They would not be in until later. Well, I did not know what most of the stuff in the folder should say or do, but I just did it. So kudos to you, Ken, for just being coachable and taking action. He says, I did not have much time to customize it, so it needs to be refined, but at least I got started. Well, when I showed up for the first appointment the next day, they gave me a home tour. I saw the pre-listing package on the counter, and then we sat and talked about where to price the house. No, I did not have time to even include a CMA. took about 60 minutes, and then they listed it with me, the house and the lot up the street. They never even asked a single question about anything in the pre-listing package. So finally, I asked them what they thought of it. They said it was great. I know it's not perfect yet, oops, but I got something in front of them before my appointment, and that was awesome, and they listed. Well, Ken, that is the whole point of the pre-listing package. And for our listeners out there who have yet to participate in the coaching program where you get your pre-listing package, what Ken describes happens all the time. It's normal. That's why you have a pre-listing package. The point of it is to answer the questions before you show up. And Ken just gave you such a killer example of that. He almost, it sounds like, was a little bit nervous about, well, there it is sitting there. I'm not even getting any questions. Maybe I'll just ask what they thought of it. They were cool with it, and he walked away with the listing. So nice job, Ken, not just putting it together, but having the courage to go forward before you really had it super polished. How many of you out there are listening who are getting ready to get started when you someday feel super confident to put one foot in front of the next? Ken just showed you it's okay not to be perfect at something. He still got the listing and the lot up the street to boot. So nice job, Ken. Back to you, Tim. Well, again, I 100% agree, Jules. I mean, he got it. He wasn't perfect, but he still put it out there, so he had success from it. Guys, the reason a lot of you don't pursue listings is because you're ultimately, if you're being honest with yourselves, you're ultimately afraid of the questions that a seller might ask and whether or not you can you know, overcome the objection. What You don't want to be put in a situation, and I understand this, of course, but you don't want to be put in a situation where you're going to be uncomfortable, make the seller uncomfortable. And so you – you're stuck in this paradigm of thinking that you have to be working with buyers until the end, of, you know, 
end of time. And it's not true. Ken is a perfect example. Guys, we created that pre-listing pack for you. And in those of you who are in the coaching program, you absolutely positively want to get it done. Use Ken as your mentor on that one. Uh, so when you use the pre-listing pack, you send it out prior, thus the name, pre-listing pack, to the seller's house. You will find that in most cases, like I would say realistically 90% of the time, the seller will list the house with you because you've done such a thorough job in the pre-listing pack of answering all their questions ahead of time. Guys, look, they don't want a, a you know, attention-filled meeting with you. They don't want to have some agent over where they feel like they have to arm wrestle over commission and pricing and all the other things that agents typically, you know, basically leave to the actual meeting to have this tension-filled moment with these sellers. The sellers love the fact you've sent the pre-listing pack over, love the fact you've answered all their hardest questions, and, hey, guess what? You love the fact you don't have to actually answer them because the pre-listing pack's done it for you. For sure. Get it? You guys understand it? Now, here's, here's the mindset. You guys have a killer pre-listing pack. Let's pretend all of you have a killer pre-listing pack ready to go. How excited are you to go knock on that for sale by owner door? How excited are you to actually pursue listings? This is the time of year when you start building inventory, you start building your next year. That's a great, huge, never-to-be-forgotten, top producer secret. Your 2017 has actually already started today, right now. Because the relationships that you have, the listings that you take, the buyers that you start, you know, all that is going to pay you. Most of it, some of it will still close this year, but you're building inventory for next year. I know some of you are going, oh, my God, Coach Tim, give me a break, man. I'm still coming off a busy summer. I get it. But you've got to start shifting. Don't start running yourselves down. Don't start putting yourselves – it happens in about a month, always towards the middle of October – so many agents basically start saying, okay, well, mentally and emotionally, I'm checking out. I'll be back in the spring. Don't do it. Do the exact opposite of what everyone else in your office is doing and drill down. And one other little opportunity for you here, just to open your eyes to how good of a time this, uh, th this time of year truly is, because so many agents get out of the business in about a month, you know, they start basically, though they won't admit it, they are essentially – uh, you know, you, they're not going to be actively participating in real estate for the rest of the year. They'll come back in the spring. There's less competition for you. And here's the other cool thing that's happening right now. Check your MLS. How many expireds are there coming up right now? All the things that got listed in the spring that didn't sell are now expiring. This is the golden opportunity. You have a window of 60 to 90 days, realistically, where you can be aggressively going after these expireds, going after the for sale by owners, going after the centers of influence and past clients, all the other types of opportunities that we teach you in the coaching program. Don't back off, guys. I know it is difficult, some of you, because you've worked your butts off. Take a calendar. Here's your, what I, exactly what I want you to do. Take a calendar. Go back December, November, October, and then this month, okay? And I want you to mark the days that you're not going to be working. I did this exercise with Brandon Jackson this morning. Okay, we went all the way back to today. And here's what I found. He is actually effectively going to be working about 60 days. When you take out the weekends, you take out the holidays, you take out the days he's not working. So on those 60 days, he's committed to accomplishing three to five minimum standards, and obviously all those are designed around making money. Do the same thing, okay? Take this time of year seriously. Don't allow yourself to start going into neutral. It's a huge mistake. Um, guys, coaching program, before we forget, and then we're going to get to uh, Julie's notes. You absolutely positively want to fill out that form that's on your uh, mobile device or on your desktop right now. Just put in your name, your email address, your phone number, and we'll call – actually, I think it's just your name. Oh, yeah, it is name, email, and phone number, and we'll call you right back. 
We have a staff of folks that will call you, answer any questions you have about the coaching program, but also just by completing that form, we're going to give you those books for free, one of which is the Real Estate Treasure Map. The Real Estate Treasure Map is, in essence, our business plan. You guys have heard us talking about it before. You've heard other agents talking about it. We're going to give it to you. Now, these books have been for sale on Amazon, but we're just going to give them to you automatically, emailed to you just by completing that form. So go ahead and do that now. So, Julie, without any further delay, as they fill out that form, let's go ahead and jump right back in. So I'll, I'll set you up, right? Doing sure. what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. So today we're talking about when you don't want to do it. That's right. So when you don't want to do it. So we've already covered doing, that's the taking action part, but how do you make yourself do it when you don't want to do it? Well, point number one, no one wants to actually do what they don't want to do ever at any time. It's kind of a built-in thing, right? So accepting the fact that you're never going to actually feel like it is the first step. That's normal. That's why you say it's something that you don't want to do. That doesn't mean it doesn't have value. And in fact, specifically in real estate and probably in anything to do with sales, the things that you don't want to do are the very things, as we discussed in the previous podcast, that actually make you money. So accept the fact that you're never actually going to feel like it. I don't really know. I mean, we've had hundreds of thousands of coaching calls between the two of us and then, of course, all the coaches. And, I mean, I don't. I can't think of anybody that just like springs out of bed and goes, all right, let's do all that stuff I don't feel like doing. Nobody well, does that. Let's be honest. You have to talk yourself Julie, into it. That's normal. Go ahead. Jules, be completely transparent, okay? Mm-hmm. So you, you and I, you know, we, want, we go on our morning walk together. Okay, did you feel like going on the walk this morning? No, I almost always feel like sleeping, and I'm not a morning person. <laughs> not nope, not by right. nature. I can make myself right. into one, but no, I didn't feel like it. Not really. Nope, neither did I. Did you feel like, did you feel like um, doing coaching calls today? Um, not like as my first thought. <laughs> some if some you had more a choice, than others. But no, would, not really. No, I'd rather yeah. uh, okay. look at my bird feeders probably. <laughs> or play with Honestly, Zoe. Or, play with yeah. Zoe, pet Would the dogs. You, I can come up right. with some Would stuff you, pretty did, easy. Did you feel like working on your big to-do list? Oh, definitely not. Mm-mm. Yeah. Okay. So really, at the end of the day, you've done all of those things and more, correct? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But you didn't feel like doing any of them. That's no. called, guys, that's called totally normal. So here's the thing. Very, very, very few people accept the fact, live by the fact that you have to do what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level. So what a lot of people will do, there's been a whole bunch of studies that have been done on this very topic, guys. Julie and I have read just droves of books about this. Um, like an average employee, when you, when you look at 40 hours, you know they're being paid for 40 hours. Most employees put in like eight for the whole entire week of real productive time. The rest of the time, they're just screwing around. Because they don't feel like working. You know, that's what most agents do. Most agents, it's even worse because there's nobody holding them accountable. Think about that for a second, guys. How many of you actually do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level? We'll talk about the highest level on another call. But just for the sake of this mindset shift, hopefully for some of you, I know not all of you will get it, but some of you will. How many of you are waiting around to feel a certain way before you'll actually do what you don't want to do? How many are actually thinking that you have to, again, go back to what I was talking about at the top of the show. Oh, I don't feel motivated. Oh, shit, I just don't feel motivated. Well, hardly anybody 
feels motivated every single day. Motivation is a fleeting thing. Your feelings are a fleeting thing. You're going to change constantly. Just on this radio show, you've probably gone from excited to sad to nervous to just whatever, whatever. Your emotions have bounced around like an old-fashioned pinball. That's called normal. You may have gone from fear to excitement. Who knows what the hell you're feeling right now, but don't worry about it because you're going to feel something different by the time I'm done talking. You guys get the point? True. So if you're only going to work when you feel a certain way, you're only going to you know, do the heavy lifting of your business, the lead generation, for example, or the lead follow-up where you actually ask all the thorough questions. When you do the actual stuff that gets you paid, if you're wondering, well, Tim, I don't understand why my income's always up and down. Well, let's talk. And so what do you think your problem is? I just don't have passion. Well, that's your problem. You're right, because you think you have to have passion. When you think you have to have passion for what you do, because passion is an emotion and it's so fleeting, you're never going to accomplish jack. Oh, my God, what did you just say, Tim? It's so flying in the face of what everybody else is telling me. We're telling you the truth. And here's the funny thing about the truth that we're telling you. You already know it. You already know it's true, don't you? Doesn't it seem intuitive what we're telling you right now? Because it is. Because it's the truth. There's no hocus pocus. You don't need to feel a certain way. You just need to do it. Now, here's the miraculous thing about the doing it. I don't even know how many of your notes I'm working on right now, Julie, but I'm sorry if I am. That's all right. I can modify. (laughs) Here's the miraculous thing about the doing of it. Okay, I'm going to go back to talking with Jules, okay? So, Jules, when you you didn't feel like going on the walk this morning, and neither did I. It was hot. It was buggy. I'd rather have slept Mm -hmm. in. Sun wasn't up. I mean, all that, right? So, Mm -hmm. uh, but you started walking. How long did yeah. it take for you to start how long how many minutes of walking of your body being in physical motion did it take for you to actually start feeling like doing it? Hmm. Probably a good five minutes getting into it. Okay. You know, being committed okay. to it, not turning around. <laughs> you didn't feel like doing your coaching there. calls today. You didn't feel like doing you'd rather have no. done other things other than your coaching. And neither did I. I mean I'd rather have done other things too. You know, and agents, they'd rather not have had to pick up the call and call a seller for a price change. I get all of it. But here's the thing, Jules. As you were doing your coaching calls and back when you sold real estate, oh, my God, that's right, guys. Julie and I actually sold real estate hundreds and hundreds of houses per year. But, Julie, when you were on your coaching calls, how many minutes into your coaching calls did you have to get before you actually felt like doing your coaching calls, where it actually it started clicking and you became, it became enjoyable? Well, I would say on coaching calls because you and I have done so many of them and we know how to get ourselves into that mode to provide the highest value and to have the mindset of what we're supposed to be doing, which is of, to service to our clients. It's, Five minutes, I can pretty much minutes. flow that switch. I, I think probably two minutes and I'm there. Okay. All right. So, But here's the thought for all of you guys. Your feelings and your emotions will follow your physical actions. Absolutely. Always. Always. I mean, Julie, you're a professional musician, and I know you basically have had conductors that basically, you know, nobody feels like going to be a practice and get hollered at by the conductor. But at the end of the day, when you're there and you start playing, all of a sudden your emotions start following in track with your your physical actions. And, guys, that, that is the secret. It's not even a secret. Again, you guys already know it. This is how you get things done. You just freaking do it. And then what happens is your emotional state will follow. Your emotions will change, but if you're waiting to feel a certain way before you'll take a certain action, I promise you, you'll never get anything done, or you'll get very little done in your life. That is just a simple rule of nature. And the older you get, by the way, and I found this to be true now that I'm in my 40s, and you know, Julie and I are in our mid-40s, it's even more true, because the older you get, the better you become at rationalizing being lazy. 
at not doing something. In other words, you say, oh, I've earned the right not to have to do what I don't want to do. Bullshit. If you think like that, you're going to lose what you have. Jules? Well, it's funny how this comes out on coaching calls sometimes because you guys get sort of crafty about this conversation. So we'll hear questions like, so when's the best time to go door knocking or to make my calls or to do my lead follow? When's the best time? Well, what's built into that question that an experienced coach sees is that your next move will be, well, that's not convenient for you. You don't feel like doing it or you're doing something else. Or you're getting the kids ready to go to school or somehow, no matter what my answer is as the coach, when the best time is to do these things, that your backup plan subconsciously is that that's not going to work right? There's, it's already built into that. So my answer as a coach is anytime that you can make yourself do it is the right answer. There's no magic half hour where all of a sudden everybody that you're trying to call is going to be home. So we don't let you get away with that by giving you an answer that you can be in contention with. The answer is if you feel the best, and this is leading into point number two, figure out when you are at your most productive, not everyone is a morning person. Everyone asks, when's the best time to prospect, lead, follow, et cetera? The answer is when you're at your best. If you're super focused after lunch, then do it then. But do it regularly as part of your job. If you are a morning person, then take advantage of that. One of my coaching clients gets up at 4.30 every morning, right? That's not for me, but that works for him, okay? If you are a morning person, take advantage of it. Consider doing your lead follow-up and prospecting on at least one weekday evening and on a Saturday morning to capture the unobtainium leads who are probably at work when you are feeling your best. Maybe they're not able to be contacted. So have a little bit of flexibility, but actually figure out. You know, I like doing coaching calls on Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays because you guys are most likely to miss your coaching call on Friday or Monday dealing with closings and weekend drama. And or reschedule. Right. Or reschedule, yeah. whatever. Hardly anybody is really super focused on Mondays or on Fridays. So I know that about our coaching clients. The coaches know that about you, and we know that about the coaches. So that's why we have a lot of our activity in the middle of the week. It just makes sense. That's when everybody's most productive. So figure that out with yourself, when do you feel best both in terms of time of the week and time of the day? And really monetize that. And it's okay if that's different than what your office manager told you to do that you must strap on your headset at 8 a.m. every day no matter what, so help you God. If you're not doing a good job trying to do that, it's okay. Change it. Go ahead. Let's just build on that slightly. Some of you guys, a lot of you guys, are not yet full-time in real estate or you're trying to be full-time in real estate. There's probably you know, 130,000 of you guys will listen this month and something like, I don't know, I'm betting at least 40,000 of you guys are getting into real estate, You know, have your licenses, wanting to figure out how to transition or whatever, whatever. So you have work that goes on during, uh, during the normal working hours. Well, here's a little not-so-secret secret for you. Saturday morning is a killer time to pick up the phone because everybody's home and everybody answers. So don't think, to Julie's point, don't think that you have to do the lead generation stuff. You have to do the calling in the morning. We do prescribe to folks that they do it in the morning. Why? Because then it's done. If you don't do it first thing in the morning, generally speaking, most people won't do it at all. Some of you guys are not going to be wired that, that way, and you're going to have better set energies during the other times of the day. So the time to call is call when they're home. You know, the time to call is call them at the office. Like we have some great coaching clients, a wonderful office in Hawaii. 
uh, run by Margaret. And Margaret's folks, I heard a lot. I did a conference call for them the other day. Really, really sweet, wonderful, very supportive, classy, classy people. Well, guess what? They're doing a lot with absentee owners. And so and they're dealing with a time zone that I don't even know how to do it in my head. It's so far away from Texas. But here's the moral of the story. They need to be prospecting, calling, picking up the phone, and maybe supplementing with direct mail. Those absentee owners all over the world you know, respective to the time zone in which they're calling in. So, guys, use a little common sense when you're trying to get these supposedly difficult questions answered for yourselves. Julie? That's right. So you touched on this next point a little bit a minute ago. Point number three, ask yourself, if you only worked, quote, when you feel like it, how productive would you be? And for Mm. some of you, this very thing is the reason that you're not at the level that you want to be at because you're allowing your emotions to run your business instead of letting your business brain run your business. And when I see this, and I, coaches bring this to me sometimes, we talk about this, here's the thing. If instead of running your own show, you worked for a Tim and Julie Harris company, where we said to you, you will do your lead follow-up a minimum of hour, one hour a day, no matter what, so help you God or you're fired. You will talk to your past clients. You will talk to your pending deals. You will regularly talk to your listings on a prescribed time with a prescribed script. And we'll pay you, choose whatever your next level salary is. You would just do it, right? I know at least most of you would. You would do it. You wouldn't say, well, I'm only going to do it when I feel like it. I don't, you know, those sellers are a little bit cranky right now. Maybe I'll, I'll call them next week when I feel like it, right? You'd never act that way. But for some reason, when we're in charge of our own show, we allow ourselves to get away with too much. So ask yourself, if you only worked and some of you, this is, our, is an easy thing to answer because it is what you're doing. When you feel like working, how productive are you being? And really come to terms with that. If, you, if I were to follow you around and I were to write down on a legal pad, what are you doing every 15-minute increment of the day, how many of those increments would have anything to do with being dollar productive? Now, some of you have come to terms with this, worked on it, and are really great at it and are already setting me on ignore, and kudos to you if that's what you've done and you've been coachable on that, self-coaching and coaching from us, and, you know, that's great if you've embraced that. But for the rest of you, if you're only working when you feel like working, your income probably reflects that. So sit with that thought, come to terms with it, and decide that if you worked for Tim and Julie Harris Company, you would not have that luxury and Tim, this Point is the four. thing about real estate is some of them are in real estate just so they can be that way. But we'll save that for another show. So point number four, I wrote, suck it up, buttercup. It's called work because it produces results, income, contribution, and satisfaction. Vacation happens as the result of your hard work. Work when it's work hours and vacation when it's vacation time. The static happens when you're not really committed to either. And you all know what I mean. When you're supposed to be doing something with your kids or your family and you're stuck on your cell phone, right? You're trying to deal with whatever, check your voicemail, check your email, and you're supposed to be doing something else. Well, that also happens when you're allegedly on vacation and you're trying to work or when you're supposed to be at work, but you're finding a million and one excuses. You're on Facebook instead of calling your past clients You're doing this and that and the other instead of actually negotiating a deal. So living in the gray area, not being at work when you're supposed to be at work and not being at play when you're supposed to be at play, whatever that means to you, that's what creates stress. So, you know, ages ago, Tim, I think it was at a Howard Brinton seminar, you know, when we were getting going and I was feeling this kind of stress. 
one of those um, people said to me, learn to flip the switch, meaning change the channel. Now, all of our millennial listeners have no idea what I'm talking about. What do you mean you had to get up out of your couch and like change the channel on a TV? How's that work? But visually, if you can imagine actually having to click the channel over, well, what used to happen when you were in between channels is you'd have a bunch of snow, right? You, you're not on channel four and you're not on channel six. You're just somewhere in between causing a lot of consternation to your TV set. Well, you can do that to your own brain and scramble it by not being committed to either work or to play and living in that gray area. So learn to flip that switch and focus. And I think, Tim, a lot of people are distracted by thinking that they can multitask, thinking that they can be two places at once and be good at both. And that's just not true. In fact, there's, there was a study that I read showing when people try to multitask, it's actually stressful to their brain because it's, it's not doing two things at once. It's turning one thing off and the other thing on and the other thing on and the other thing off, which creates a lot of consternation. So in order to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it, accept the fact that it's normal to not want to do it and do it anyway would be my conclusion. Back to you. So the third part, the third part to this, guys, and I love your static idea. I haven't heard you say that before. That's awesome. Don't forget that. We'll use that one again. Um, the, the third part is what we're going to be talking about is uh, not today on another show, tomorrow maybe, is how to actually do things and what it means to do things at the highest level. What we're going to do is we're going to give you guys some uh, behavior hacks. We're going to give you some specific systems, some techniques, some things that have worked for coaching clients. And when Julie said we've had personally have had hundreds of thousands of coaching calls, she's not exaggerating. And we've been doing this forever. <laughs> and so the things that we're going to share with you guys are the exact same things that we've been sharing with all these agents for all these years that definitely works at a very high level to get very consistent results. And they're very basic. You guys are, I think, long-time listeners. You see how we keep everything practical. We keep it tactical. There's not, there's no mysticism. There's no, we're not talking about things like balance, and we're not talking. I mean, all those things have a place. But here's the thing: you will have balance when you get the concept that we're sharing with you. Doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. You will actually start to feel more passion for life when you start. Guess what? Doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. All of the things that you're searching for, they will be in alignment when you get yourself to the point where you can actually start working consistently, you know, getting consistent results even when you don't feel like doing it. Guys, I promise you that's the key. If you want to lose weight, guess what? You've got to go to the gym and do what you don't want to do. You want to make money, guess what? You're going to have to learn to do some things you don't want to do. You're not just going to Twitter and Facebook your way. Depending on how your, what your goals are, you might be able to if you have very low goals, but for the most part, you're going to have to actually learn some honest-to-God sales skills. You're going to have to really adopt the mindset of being a service to folks, and you're going to have to stop, stop believing that your emotional state is the most important thing. Your physical state will always lead your emotional state. So we're going to pick up where we left off in the next radio show. And in the meantime, if you guys ever need us for anything, ever simple question, a comment, we love you know, sometimes you guys are a little, oh, Tim, we don't like the fact you said this, or I'm in conflict with that. Email me directly, Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. If you've not yet done it, this is a perfect time to complete that form on your mobile app, on your web browser, on your iPhone, on your iPad, on your Android device. If you're driving around your Tesla on that massive screen in the middle of your, you know, your, your car there, fill that thing out, complete the form, get those free books, talk with someone from our enrollment team, see if our coaching program is right for you. Guys, remember the coaching program, if you use the student approval program, is only $99 a month. And this is a full-blown coaching program. We're actually enhancing it. 
We're going to include more coaching calls, and you'll learn more about that over the next couple of weeks. So right now, it's basically you guys get a private coaching session with one of our coaches once per month. You get a uh, semi-private coaching call hosted by uh, Julie once per week. We're going to be adding a weekly mastermind call in addition to all the other content uh, that you guys have. I think a lot of you have realized is arguably the best best information, best presentations, best scripts that are out there if you're serious about your success. So complete that form, learn about the program. In the meantime, if you guys need us for anything, feel free to email us directly, Tim at timandjulieharris.com or Julie at timandjulieharris.com. Have a fantastic day, and we'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.